We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas from Drink the Movies. Oh, yeah, that actually works pretty good. That actually works pretty good. Uh, yeah, we do wish you a Merry Christmas or uh, Happy Holidays or whatever you're celebrating. We wish you a, a happiest, happy day um, coming to you here on December the 25th, 2023. Now, normally, Michaela, uh, Monday is the day we do our Lobby Bar episode. But we thought since uh, this particular Monday was falling on uh, Christmas Day, we didn't figure there was a lot of, you know, movie to be talking about. Although there were a lot of movies that came out today on a side note. So let us know if you have a tradition of going to the movie theater and catching a Christmas Day movie. I know some people uh, out there like to do that. Um, but what we thought we would do today in lieu of the lobby bars, we would uh, just, you know, kind of talk a little bit about um, our own, you know, Christmases, Christmas traditions, talk a little bit about the Christmas movies we've covered here on Drink the Movies uh, in our uh four Christmases so far, and then uh, put together a little bit of a playlist, talk about some of the songs that came from the soundtracks of those Christmas movies, um, and just have a good time chatting some Christmas stuff. So, Michaela, how are you doing? How was your build-up to Christmas? We're recording this early, obviously not on Christmas Day, so hopefully your Christmas Day is going good, but how was how is, uh, December getting ready for Christmas and getting into Christmas? Oh, it was great. Just this year, uh, I don't know if it's because it's turned real cold here, but it's feeling extra Christmassy, which I love. Um, I both find uh, that the season is very joyous and also um, a little disheartening. Like I always struggle with kind of seasonal um, depression uh, when it's cold mm -hmm. and dark. But lately, um, in the weeks Coming up to Christmas, it has not been super rainy. It's been actually really crisp and clear, and that has done wonders for my mood. So uh, there certainly have been a few down moments for me, but by large, this has been a very joyous time, and that's really exciting. And um, yeah, my kiddo is like super into the elf on the shelf. He's super into Santa. He's super into all that stuff. So that's been really fun trying to make all of that happen. Um as you grow up, uh, I, I think you don't pay enough homage to the parents that instilled the magic. Uh, thank, thank your parents. Uh, if you still believe in Christmas magic, you should probably thank the person who or people who spent a lot of time making sure that that happened for you. Because man, it's exhausting, <laughs> but it's fun. Um, but man, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes into this magic miracle Christmas stuff. For sure. There, there is a lot of work that uh, goes into the into all the Christmas stuff. And yeah, this time of year, you know, it gets a little bit overwhelming. A lot of times, you know, you're shopping and decorating and, and hosting parties and going to parties and you're exhausted. You just are are like ready for like the new year to start over and, you know, get to your uh, New Year's uh, resolutions. Right. And uh, start anew. But yeah, before before you can get into all of that, you have to have to celebrate Christmas. And a lot of the things that we celebrate at Christmas, like you said, Michaela, are coming, um, you know, from family traditions, stuff we got from our, our parents or grandparents, other relatives, things we, you know, got picked up from our friends along the way, having like friends, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, stuff like that. So uh, yeah, part of this year is doing all these tradition and all things that we do. And one of those definitely revolves around movies. I know for myself, for you, um, and both of our families, we watch a lot of kind of the same movies every year as a lot of people uh, tend to do and then get into some new classics. And obviously, we've talked about a lot of those here over the year. So Michaela, how about it? What are some of your uh, kind of family traditions? Um, are there anything that you like to do every year with the family or growing up that you like to do? Are there any uh, particular holiday movies that you definitely have to put on like Christmas Eve night? Or is there any special drink or cocktail uh, that you have other than our aged eggnog? That is that is the new classic tradition. That is. But we've talked the, enough about that. Is there anything else? That's true. Um, yeah. So, gosh, there's a few things. So my mom used to make this really amazing fudge. Um, it's one of the things that I continue to try and do uh, every year. Um, it's like this velvety. It's so good. Um, I make it for my neighborhood. I make it for old friends. Um, I think I've made some for you. Um, it's. I do like eight or nine different flavors. So that's a big thing. Of course, uh, movies, all of the ones that we have watched uh, for the last four years and we've gone over are ones that are kind of staples at our house. Always do Rudolph. Uh, Scrooge is my favorite Christmas movie. So I make sure to watch that. I try to watch that either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, we leave a lot of really cool stuff out for Santa. Um, apparently, according to the Christmas Chronicles, not only do reindeer like carrots, but candy canes work too. Um, so that's really exciting. So we always put some goodies out. Um, and then there is a drink that we've never talked about. 
uh, here at Drink the Movies that I have always wanted to. Daddy, if you're listening, this is for you. Um, my dad makes this drink called a Tom and Jerry. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Brian. I have heard of it. It is a it's a very classic drink. It's really old. Um, it has like a, a very long history, but I don't know a lot about it other than it's it's basically like drinking a warm cup of cake batter, basically, is what it is. Am I am I right? Uh, am I close? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna make this stuff. I'm gonna this is definitely not a lobby bar drink because it's a bit involved, but you're gonna you're going to take rum and cognac and you're going to add this to what we call Tom and Jerry batter. To make the Tom and Jerry batter, you're going to separate three egg yolks and whites. You're going to set them aside in a non-reactive bowl. So I guess that means like plastic. Um, you're going to whip up the egg whites. You're going to add a fourth of a teaspoon of cream of tartar until these sti stiff peaks form. It's kind of like meringue. Then in a separate bowl, you're going to beat the yolks with a cup of sugar. Uh, this is when you're going to add your rum. Uh, we did a lot. Uh, this recipe that I'm looking at, I'm getting it from liquor.com, but it's it calls for half an ounce of Jamaican dark rum and uh, a quarter of an ounce of vanilla extract. We definitely did an ounce or more in my house. So sorry. Mm. Uh, when the yolk mixture is completely combined, then you're going to fold it gently in with that egg white mixture and you're going to want to keep that refrigerated. So to make the actual Tom and Jerry drink, you're going to do an ounce of dark rum, an ounce of cognac. You're going to do a tablespoon of the batter that we just talked about. And then you're going to put that in a cup with some whole milk that's warmed. Um, it doesn't need to be like steamed and frothy, but just warm is good. Uh, and then you can garnish it with some freshly grated nutmeg, some ground cloves, some ground allspice. Um, it's very Christmassy. It, uh, my dad used to do it with gin. I don't think I understand why, but that's what he used to do. And I don't think I've ever liked it with gin, but I think I might try this uh, on Christmas Eve. Uh, we're recording this early, but I think I'm going to do this on Christmas Eve with the rum and the cognac in, in an homage to my daddy. Yeah. All right. Well, when we get to our year in review, you'll have to let us know uh, if you uh, did, in fact, make up one of these. And that's, that sounds uh, it sounds very rich, uh, very decadent, I will say. Um, kudos to your dad. That sounds like a lot of work to mix up a, a cocktail on your on your Christmas Eve. Um, and on a side note, you grew up in Texas. It seems like it's too hot in Texas to have that drink ever. So kudos to your dad uh, for that there as well. He had to yeah. add the extra gin for uh, dealing with uh, little Michaela running around. No doubt. All, yeah, uh, probably all Christmas time. All Christmas time. We didn't have on the shelf yet to keep you in line you just had to just had a bottle of gin that's what you that's what you did uh back then for sure but no that's that's awesome it's fun to have a family uh kind of tradition or a thing like that and i grew up drinking a lot of um eggnog uh we would always just go for like the store-bought uh eggnog in particular you know we never really made it from scratch until um i started doing that myself kind of later in life but i think i really kind of developed my love of eggnog you know growing up and always having some of that around the holidays myself uh there are a couple of things that i like to drink um, especially this time of year. And uh, they're both beers, actually. Um, one is Mad Elf. It comes from Trogues Brewery in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I always make sure I pick up a six pack of that. It's this uh, Belgian uh, dark ale. It's really good. It's brewed with uh, some honey and stuff like that. Really delicious. But the other one, the big one I do uh, every year on Christmas Eve is I open a bottle of Chimay Blue. Um, it might also be called uh, Chimay Grand Reserve. They started calling that now in the uh, 750 milliliter bottle. Uh, so Chimay, it's a Trappist beer from Belgium. Um, and I really like the Chimay Blue. It's not specifically a Christmas beer, but it started out that way. So they started brewing the beer in 1954 um, as a Special Noel beer there in Belgium. Uh, and it was so popular, they decided to just have it year round instead of just as this uh, special Christmas ale in uh, 1956. So uh, just a couple years later there. So I always take one of those. I like to buy like five bottles at a time and let them age for a couple of years and then crack one of those open. That's kind of my own uh, little like personal tradition that I've instilled in myself. So that's always a really lovely time. And then, you know, Christmas Eve, it's watching all the movies, right? So Elf, we watch every year. Rudolph, uh, which we talked about just a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's a wonderful life. I always try to watch when I get back home for the holidays. And uh, luckily uh, for me, not always the case for everyone. My wife and I are from uh, pretty much the same town. So when we travel for Christmas, we are able to kind of see everyone uh, there. So it's a lot of running around and seeing a lot of people when we're home for the holidays. So definitely a busy time, a busy end cap to a busy month. But, you know, always good to see everyone and uh, get those traditions still going. Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, the the thing that I have really come to love, though, uh, more than almost more than anything is our is the history of our drink the movies traditions right around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of really fun stuff for Christmas. We make our aged eggnog, which is uh, the very first drink we ever made at drink the movies is this amazing aged eggnog. We talk about it a lot. Spoiler warning. It's amazing. And if you haven't made it, you need to go do it. Um, Cause it's so good. Um, I guarantee that by Christmas morning, I will have drank probably half a gallon of it and I will be, probably very tipsy but i'll be very jolly i'll be a holly jolly michaela <laughs> you'll be very full from your uh, tom and jerry and your eggnog uh for sure come right. this morning but yeah that was the cocktail we made for our very first uh Christmas episode here of Drink the Movies, which is also our very first episode. It was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on December uh, the 3rd, I believe. Uh, 2020 was our first ever uh, episode. So you can go check that out for the recipe. It's also on the website. Um, and yeah, that was the first thing we did. It was about the first Christmassy thing you and I ever did together was I told you I had to make this eggnog around you know Thanksgiving a couple of years before that even. Um, and we've been doing yeah. that that ever since so um michaela like i said this goes back way back to our very first episode with national lampoon's christmas vacation so let's do this let's take a little bit of a break here um and we'll be right back and we're going to put together a playlist now the playlist is going to be uh one song from the soundtrack of each of the christmas movies we did in the first three years of drink the movies so it's going to be like a mashup of drink the movies and drink the music um and a little bit of a playlist for you to enjoy uh spinning your christmas day we'll be right back All right. And before we get started with our playlist today, I wanted to let everyone know who's listening out there. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, you should be able to hear these songs. I'm not 100% sure how it works on other platforms, uh, but since we're hosted on Spotify, we're uh, able to use their music. Uh, so you can uh, hopefully get some of these songs as you're listening to this. We're going to try it out. Hopefully it works uh, and, and we'll see. I don't know. Do you do you have any faith in our abilities to do this, Michaela? <laughs> I do. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe in the process. I think we can. You've done all the work, so it should it should work. If it was me, it would, nothing would happen. But Ma I, I think it's going to go. Michaela's going to go and make herself a Tom and Jerry. And I'm going to see if I can figure out how to do this. I think that's how it's going to work. That's yeah. how it's going to work. So, yeah. I'll so, be right back. So check us out on Spotify um, and, and listen. If you want to hear the songs, I'm definitely going to put a link to a Spotify playlist on here, just like I did for our Trim the Tree special we did a couple of weeks back. So uh, take a look for that. And now let's get to the music. So, Brian, we have done, I'm trying to count, one, two, three, four, five, six. So we've done 12, 12, 12. drink the movies uh, yeah, episodes. That, that's that are not even counting this year's. Yeah, that's not even right. counting this year's. Oh my it gosh, does count die hard. I don't know if that's Christmassy does, or not, but it is totally a Christmas movie. We've established this in, in that episode. Um, listeners, go back and, and tell Brian I'm right. Um, but we're gonna get started. Um, so what we did is we broke this up into kind of our favorites, and then we are gonna talk about each of the songs from mm -hmm. like we picked one song from the soundtrack, and this is like the coolest thing ever. When you suggested that we do this, it was like mission accomplished challenge accepted this this sounds so fun um mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it is it combines all of the things that we love music and movies and drinks and talking talking pouring pouring through uh soundtracks yeah and some of these were very easy because there's either like a standout uh christmas song on the uh the soundtrack to it or you know it's got there's kind of like one or two christmas songs kind of with some accompanying music that's happened a couple of times but some of these were very hard because like it's all just like christmas uh just absolute gems like uh you know the movie elf for example so it's hard to kind of narrow that down to just one but we did it you know for science and for for playlist sake so let's get started uh michaela we each just kind of picked six of these at random so they're um in no real particular uh order as to who's going to be presenting them but they are going in order of how we released them so our very first episode episode number one eggnog and national lampoon's christmas vacation michaela what'd you get um we picked or i picked uh the the namesake which is a christmas vacation by mavis staples um if you've not seen this film, guys, you're missing out. Uh, and we go we go almost like minute for minute 
because <laughs> it's our very first episode. Um, very in-depth. Look, if you're going to do this, if you're going to listen to the first one, go ahead, listen to the first 20 minutes, get the recipe for the eggnog, and then forget it. We we know it was our first one. It's almost as long as the movie itself. It's fine. Uh, what I will say, though, is the opening sequence to this film is awesome because it's it's the Griswold. Um, it's Santa. He's, like, trying to get into the house. It's hilarious. It's this really sweet, like, animated Thing and and Mavis Staples uh, lends her voice and her talents to this opening sequence, and it's just amazing. I love it so much because it sets up the movie just so beautifully, and it's a really fun, just kind of a. It's got a bluesy ring to it, but it's also like church church like. I feel like every if you were a person who grew up in the church, as it were, there was always a woman who like could out sing everybody and she would like mm. be in the back of the choir. And that's how I feel Mavis Staples was. She was she's like she's like, you know, once a year you're you're like, hey, will you please sing a Christmas song? And she's like, hell yeah. Or you know, and she's like <laughs> Christmas vacation and it's amazing. And you're like, wow. And she blew she blows us all away every time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mavis uh, is a woman right after uh, Michaela's own hearts there um, in that sense, for sure. Uh, Could have went with any of the songs here from this one, uh, especially the ones in the first scene. Uh, there is they're singing at the top of their lungs, driving down the highway to get that uh, fabled Christmas tree. So, Brian, I don't know if you remember, but our very first huge like faux pas mistake that we ever mm. did recording and our largest mistake that we ever did recording was from this second episode, which was elf. Um, yes. And I don't know. Do you remember this? We were recording it together for the first time, mm -hmm. still trying mm -hmm. to figure out all of our stuff. And apparently I had recorded it, but when I pressed stop, something happened and we had to redo the entire episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, that it is, still makes that my cheeks fact. red with embarrassment every time I talk about it. I do, as the member of Drink the Movies that uh, edits uh, the podcast and gets them all posted, I do remember uh, not getting any audio uh, from you on that. And yeah, that was the last time we ever recorded together. Uh, we've done it uh, on the internet ever since. Even when we're in the same like building, we'll still go to separate rooms and record. Uh, so I have that uh, fallback, uh, you know, just in case. So yeah, that was our second ever episode. We recorded it twice. Um, I think at least one of them came out good. They came out good in our heads and in our hearts. Uh, but the movie is Elf, Irish Coffee and Elf. So for my pick on this one, I am going with Sleigh Ride by Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, so Sleigh Ride was written uh, kind of between the years of 1946 and 1948 by Leroy Anderson, and the version featured in Elf is sung by the one, the only, Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, this was originally recorded for her 1960 Ella Wishes You a Swingin' Christmas, um, which sounds awesome. I definitely need to get a copy of that. Um, the album found a little bit of success hitting at 95th on the U.S. Billboard charts, but in 2002... There was a reissue of that on the CD, um, and apparently it caught the ear of the people in charge of Elf, and it would become a part of the soundtrack. Um, and I, I love the song, Slay Ride. It's so fun, and it sounds just like Buddy the Elf has finally made his way through the Lincoln Tunnel. Um, he's experiencing all of the wonders of New York City at Christmas, which is a pretty wondrous time. The Elf soundtrack would be certified gold and is currently the number two best-selling Christmas movie soundtrack of them all. Spoiler, number one is coming up next. Uh, Sleigh Ride by Ella Fitzgerald, Michaela. Sleigh Ride. I love Ella Fitzgerald. I think her voice is just super epic. And this song always makes me um, think about like, I don't know, this old fashioned kind of Christmas. You got the bells in the background. You got the richness of her voice. It's really lovely. So I'm glad you picked this one. And this is the scene where he come, he was like leaving Elf, Buddy the Elf is leaving Lincoln Tunnel, right? He's, That's uh, right. Yeah. Finding, he's a, finding his he's, new world. He's finding gum, free candy. He's finding Santa Claus there in uh, New York City for sure. Um, the Baby It's Cold Outside by Leon Redbone and Zoe Deschanel is kind of the famous one uh, from this soundtrack, I guess. But for me, Sleigh Ride by Ella Fitzgerald. Well, Brian, as you said, um, that song did really well. And it was like the number two Christmas album of all time. But the number one Christmas album uh, I'm thinking is Christmas, the... so Christmas soundtrack. I don't know. I don't know Christmas about Christmas soundtrack. album. Oh, I should have okay. looked that up. 
I guess. Yeah, for posterity really. Sake, yeah, that's this a, one's that's probably a good up question. there. This one's probably this, up there, to be honest. You're probably right. Yeah, I imagine so. I mean, it was great. Um, this one is the number one Christmas soundtrack, I guess. And that is The Polar Express, um, which was the third movie we ever covered, um, which had the amazing adult hot chocolate, which was really fun. Uh, mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. thing you must never knew is never, ever let it cruel. Right? Don't let it cool. That is Don't the one rule. Cool. Yeah, you got uh, crazy people like flinging hot chocolate on this train. That's not a disaster at all. Um, but the song itself is Believe That I've Picked by Josh Groban. Um, it was uh, in this 2004 Polar Express soundtrack, um, but it was also included on the 2011 album Heavenly Christmas. Um, that was Now it was performed by Jackie Avenco. Um, that did really well as well. But there's nothing for me quite like the original one with, by Josh Groban. Uh, it was composed by Alan Silvestri, and the lyrics are from Glenn Ballard. This song makes me cry every time I hear it. I love the end. I just think it's really simple. And of course, Josh Groban sounds like an angel from above. And uh, it's not really representative of the songs that are sung in the the Polar Express themselves. There's a lot of like, elf songs and uh things that happen and so this is in the last credits so it doesn't really remind me of the movie as much but i do love it and i think it's a very just when i'm when i want to have like a peaceful christmas feeling rather than super like kid centric and materialistic i love this song yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it uh, comes on, plays through the end credits. It's a very, uh, very beautiful song and was nominated for uh, the Academy Award there for Best Original Song. It did not win, unfortunately, but it did win a Grammy Award in 2006 and apparently was performed at that uh, Grammy Award show by Josh Groban and Beyonce. So there you go. Merry Christmas and The Polar Express Believe by Josh Groban. All right, Michaela, and rounding out our uh, fourth and final Christmas episode there of our very first year of Drink the Movies was uh, one of my favorite films of all time. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. And going through the soundtrack, you know, this is this is definitely more of like a like an orchestral uh, like a, like a soundtrack soundtrack because it's a wonderful life wasn't really intended to be a Christmas movie just kind of by happenstance and the way it started hitting you know televisions and movie theaters and things like that it quickly turned into a Christmas uh, film uh, but there is a song that gives me all the Christmas feelings it gives me all of the good feelings and that is Auld Lang Syne uh, slash end title by Dr Dmitry Tyomkin now Dmitry Tyomkin was born in 1894 um, and was in Russia and was a Russian trained musical composer uh, he was move uh, to Berlin, then to New York City, before ultimately ending up in Hollywood in 1929. Uh, he aspired to be a concert pianist, but uh, Tiomkin had been working as a music director for a few motion pictures, including the 1933 version of Alice in Wonderland, before a fateful meeting with Frank Capra, which would send him off on his Hollywood scoring journey, winning four Academy Awards along the way. Uh, not for It's a Wonderful Life, on a side note. Uh, the score for It's a Wonderful Life is very haunting sounding i will say um it's very classically russian uh sounding uh for sure for sure um but very haunting um and you know fair because it's a pretty haunting movie if you think about it uh but i think that the score is absolutely beautiful i really like the score here for it's a wonderful life uh not really that christmasy feeling if you just listen to the score but uh really really beautiful um when i was listening to this to make my selection there were two kind of songs that really stand out um, on the soundtrack. Um, and the first one, of course, is uh, Buffalo Gals, uh, which gets sung and uh, played kind of through the the intro credits and the end credits. Um, and the other one is Auld Lang Syne. Uh, so when Auld Lang Syne comes in here at the end of the film, there's like such the swell. You feel your emotions just simmering to the surface, uh, just like in George Bailey's heart, uh, you know, when that bell rings and the town has come together to, uh, you know, sing the praise of the richest man in town. That's right. Oh, I love it so much. And I think that this version is probably my favorite. Um, maybe second to the one that's actually done in another film that we covered when Harry met Sally, um, that is kind of the butt of a joke that Billy Crystal says at the end of the film. But this one's my favorite because you can hear the little bells twinkle if you listen real close. And it really reminds me of um, that last scene where, you know, every time a, a bell rings, an angel gets its wings and it's, just very, um, I don't know, this, th for some reason, and I don't know if this is actually a Christmas 
song or if it's a new year song, but they're always, it's since the days are kind of similar, there's mm-hmm. there. I, I usually hear this at the end of a new year's party rather than Christmas. Um, but it seems like because of the symbolism around it's a wonderful life and that um, uh, George Bailey has really decided to, you know, have a new take on himself and a new way to think about life in general. And the fact that he might not have done all the things that he thought he wanted to do, but he really um, had a very meaningful, very rich life indeed. I think that that's maybe the symbolism. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I really love that. Absolutely. So all Lang Syne and the end title by Dimitri Tiomkin from It's a Wonderful Life. So Brian, I don't know if uh, you know Boris Karloff, <laughs> but he did not sing this next song. I mean, and I mean, he... not personally, not personally. No. I don't. <laughs> I keep getting this wrong. This is an ongoing <laughs> joke. We've we've been doing drink the movies for four years now, and I keep saying that this song was written and sung by Boris Karloff, and I am totally wrong. There's, it's a running joke, um, ladies is, and gentlemen. Yeah. It's not Boris Karloff. It's it's someone else entirely whose name I don't know. You know, Brian, you know who this is. I do. That's right. Yeah, we might have even made the mistake in the episode. I don't know. But episode 53, uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Uh, How the Grinch uh, Stole Christmas. So uh, this one here, yeah, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, sung by Thurl Ravenscroft. So the lyrics here are by Dr. Seuss, and it was composed by Albert Haig and then sung by the bassiest bass-voiced singer of them all, Thurl Ravenscroft. Uh, also, on a side note, the voice of Tony the Tiger. Uh, now... Uh, fun fact, Michaela, you're not alone in that because the uh, Christmas special of How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh, did not list Ravenscroft as the singer. So a lot of people uh, wrongly but understandably assumed that it was Boris Karloff singing the song because uh, he was the voice of the Grinch in the special. He uh, you know, narrated the thing but did not, in fact, sing the song. Um, there's some some rumors. I don't know if it's ever really been substantiated, but uh, Dr. Seuss apparently uh, wrote letters to all the columnists like around the country to uh, correct it because it was left out of the, the broadcast and he uh, was pretty upset about that for sure. Um, so you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. It's kind of serving as part... Like soundtrack piece here, parts like narration for like the Grinch doing his Grinch stuff montage kind of thing. Um, and it's, you know, one of the Christmas season's most covered songs, and it's been in all of the forms of the Grinch, right? So yeah, the Jim Carrey Grinch, he had the newer animated Grinch, he had like the Grinch musical thing, and they've all had your meanwhile Mr. Grinch in some fashion or another, but no one hits those low notes like Thoreau Ravenscroft. That's true. I mean, he's so like dark this this is almost some of the stuff that they they say right like you're moldy and i you're a toadstool sandwich like it's it's almost uh it's almost halloweenish yeah maybe maybe it was the maybe it was the inspiration for uh, nightmare before christmas uh which might be coming to a drink the movies christmas uh spectacular next year maybe uh or halloween special i don't know maybe we'll do a two-parter i don't know for sure but yeah this was a really good one uh you're a mean one mr grinch by uh thorough ravenscroft now michaela Episode 54 of Drink the Movies was Scrooged, and you are on record as saying that this is your favorite Christmas movie of all time. I don't know if that means that this is your favorite Christmas movie song of all time, but what do you have from the soundtrack of Scrooged? Well, it shouldn't surprise anybody that it's uh, the end credits, which is Put a Little Love in Your Heart by Annie Lennox and Al Green. Uh, but that's what I that's what I put, and that's what I did. Um, there's a lot of music in this film that I really love um at the end when uh bill murray's character is uh kind of renewed and he's no longer the big bad scrooge he's singing songs with like the entire cast of characters and crew for this show that he's made work on christmas eve um and that's really fun um this film the 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 music at the end is really to me, it sounds very 1992, which is when the film was made. Um, it's got this like magical, like 
stardust kind of sound at the beginning. And I really love the lyrics where it's talking about, you know, think of your fellow man. Um, you know, if you could put a little more love in your heart, how amazing would the world be? Um, and you don't have to do it at Christmas. You could do it every day, which is basically my favorite thing about life is, is to be just more loving to each other. Um, but anyway, yes. So this is the song. It's Put a Little Love in Your Heart by Annie Lennox and Al Green. Um, it's a really fun uh, song. And there have been some covers of it since, but nothing to me um, really hits the same way because you've got this really beautiful uh, kind of sound difference between the way Annie and Al kind of sing together and the cadence of their voices. I think it's really special. Yeah, definitely. It was special. It uh, reached all the way up to number nine uh, on the uh, U.S. Billboard charts and spent 17 weeks there on those charts. So definitely a hit song from the soundtrack and the Scrooge soundtrack, kind of like the film, um, is a little bit, I don't know, kind of kind of all over in terms of the of the Christmas cheer um, and the and the the not Christmas cheer, because it's like a it's like a mishmash of uh, straight up like Christmas songs and like just regular old like popular music. Right. There's like the Van Morrison Brown Eyed Girls on the soundtrack and, uh, you know, that right along sign with like uh, we three kings so a little bit a uh, little bit of everything here in scrooge so easy to see why it's your favorite uh put a little love in your heart by al green and annie lennox so i know what you're thinking brian yes i know i yes what am i thinking <laughs> i know what you're thinking you're thinking we're gonna talk about the next film and the next film for anybody who's been listening is white christmas and you're going to think, you're thinking, Michaela, you're going to pick the White Christmas song by Bill Crosby. And you know what? You're wrong. You're so wrong. Well, that is that is a bold, bold move. Yeah. Episode uh, 55 for Drink the Movies was White Christmas. And yeah, you would think that you would be picking, uh, you know, the song White Christmas. It's where the movie gets its title from. Although uh, on an aside, that's not where the song came from. Right. Uh, for sure. It was uh, the uh, first used in the film Holiday Inn, uh, but it's coming to this movie, White Christmas, as the main title track. But that's not the song you picked, Michaela. What's up with that? What song uh, could be better than White Christmas? I'll tell you. It's a song called Snow, and it's sung on a train when they're dreaming about snow because there is no snow in this movie until the very end, uh, mm. which is interesting because Bing Crosby sings White Christmas at the very beginning when there's lots of snow, and then he sings it at the end when there's lots of snow. But the whole point of this film is that there's no snow at Christmas, and they're dreaming about a white Christmas. Anyway, the song Snow was sung by Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney. Um, it was um done on this train it, it's the train scene where they're in the club car uh bob and phil uh bob wallace phil davis they have given up their seats to betty and judy haynes they're really not happy about it bing is like real mad but then they show up and you know betty haynes looks so pretty he's like that's fine it's totally fine i don't mind not sleeping let's sing about snow instead um and this film this film this song uh is so much fun because it talks about all the things you can do with snow and things that you would maybe never do with snow, like wash your hair with snow. But mm, they kind of make mm -hmm. this acapella sound of like um, the train, like the and it's super neat. Um, I remember being just mesmerized by this uh, watching it. And so that's the why I picked it. That's that's a good reason to to pick it for sure. I'm going to be spending about eight hours in a car uh, tomorrow, so I'm definitely not going to be dreaming of snow. I'm going to be dreaming of anything but snow. Uh, keep that off the road, please, as I make my travel and hopefully everyone out there uh, travels safely as well. But yeah, snow is is the best one here for sure. Is it better than White Christmas? I don't know. Uh, make your own mind up there about that. Uh, snow is also uh, not originally for the movie here of white christmas uh was originally written for call me madam uh but uh, eventually wound up here and it's a white christmas really couldn't go wrong with any of the songs from white christmas to be honest but snow uh by bing crosby danny Kay, rosemary clooney and vera ellen uh really good one all right, so Michaela, the next episode up is episode 56, where we made ourselves a smoking bishop and talked about Christmas Carol. Now, we didn't talk about any Christmas Carol, you know, at all. We talked about the 1951 uh, version of Christmas Carol, and from that soundtrack, I picked Hark, the Herald Angels Sing. Uh, now, I uh, went ahead and I put on the playlist here the St. Paul's Cathedral uh, Choir Um 
version of this. Now, for transparency's sake, the version of Christmas Carol that we covered um, in the soundtrack for the film is not very well documented. So there is in the movie a version of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and I don't know what version it is. So uh, I know a couple of things. I know that it is definitely not the St. Paul Cathedral's choir version, uh, but uh, I like this version. Um, It's from London. The movie's from London. Uh, The version of the film, it was recorded in London. Uh, The the gentleman who did the soundtrack, the score for Christmas Carol, the 1951 version, also from London. So I figured, uh, let's go with St. Paul's Cathedral Choir. That sounds pretty good. Um, but the choir, um, it predates uh, you know, this movie. It predates the Charles Dickens story, uh, all that stuff. So Heart the Herald, Angels Sing, is an old song, right, Michaela? It was originally written in 1739. Um, the lyrics come... Uh, mostly from Charles Wesley in 1739. And then there was an update by George Whitefield in 1754. Uh, There's been some other updates since, but those are the two that most often get like the writing credits for the song. Um, It's set to the tune of Felix Mendelssohn's Festica song from 1840. Now uh, it's commonly referred to as one of the big five Christmas carols, Michaela. Uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing is. Do you know what the other four are? I do not. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's get into it then. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Joy to the World, Silent Night, and Oh Holy Night, plus Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Make Five. Those are the ones you're going to sing if you go to your Christmas Eve Mass, uh, for sure, probably, um, in some way, shape, or form. So the St. Paul's Cathedral Choir, on the other hand, it goes way, 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 way back to at least 1127 really old uh the choir is composed of a, of a boys choir of a vicar's choir and some professional singers uh the saint paul's cathedral choir uh introduced their first female singer to the vicar's choir in 2017 uh which is awesome but it's also how i know that the saint paul's cathedral choir did not sing the version that's on the film uh because the version on the film had women singing in it in 1951 uh but don't worry out there if you have any concerns about that saint paul's did announce that they would begin allowing girls into cathedral choir in 2025 meaning that it only took 898 years for the church to realize that girls could also sing oh my god okay and and that is interesting brian thank you for the lesson and the oh my gosh okay equal pay is way far off for them they're probably only going to get like one twelfth of the pay as well okay anyway oh now, hark the herald angels sing. We all want to be normal and equal hark, people. Hark right. indeed. Um, but hark yeah, indeed. I, I, I do really like the song. I, I like all the big five of the Christmas carols uh, there that I just mentioned. And hark the herald angels sing is a really good one. Um, I like kind of the, uh, I don't like the cathedral, like elegance and uh, yeah. just, just vastness of it. It sounds awesome. The version here, I'm including the one that comes from St. Paul's Cathedral Choir is excellent um, as well. So give it a listen. Um, it's one of my favorites. It just sounds like, you know, sitting in a cathedral somewhere with uh, organ going and some beautiful choir singing. So hark the herald, angels sing. So Brian, you and I have been fighting a lot. Uh, every Christmas we fight about Die Hard and whether it's a Christmas show um, or whether it's a mm-hmm. Christmas movie. And it is. You know why it is? Because there's Christmas music in it. Okay, totally a Christmas show. Uh, yet, yet one of the uh, one of the many reasons, one of the many manners of evidence, is that during the the closing credits, they go home because it's Christmas Eve, and they go home to listen to Vaughn Monroe's "Let It Snow." Um, mm, this yeah. is my favorite version of this song. Um, a lot of people have sung this song. This is, I feel it's like the new of the old classics. Um, it's, it's not as old as like 887 years old, but, but it's kind of a, like a classic, like crooner song, right? You definitely have had Bing Crosby sing it. Mm. We've had Tony Bennett's done a really great version of this. I'm sure. I mean, there's tons of like, uh, when I was swing dancing all the time, there were lots of like big band, let it snow versions around. So, uh, but this one for me, it's my favorite. I feel like when you go listen to this, if you were to go listen to this on Spotify, which is where, where we are right now, by the way, hopefully you're, you're on Spotify listening to this, but if you're not, um, you're going to notice that this is a slight bit slower than the one that's in the sound that's on the soundtrack. And I think they just sped it up because I couldn't find the one that fits it perfectly. Um, but I looked and looked. So if you find it and I've just missed it somehow, let me know. Um, but Vaughn Monroe does a really lovely version. His voice is rich and deep. Um, it's bluesy enough, but it's not so like 
horn based or brass based that it that it drowns uh drowns it out and i really like um at the end of the film where you're like well it's still a party up in here. Like everyone's dead. Nakatomi Tower is a complete disaster. Let's pop out some champagne, baby, because it's Christmas. I don't know. That's how it feels, and that's why I chose it. There you go. It is a it is a good Christmassy song, and it does uh, lend itself well to our soundtrack uh, right here. That was a really fun episode. You know, making that Nakatomi Tower and talking about all about Die Hard and you know whether or not it's a Christmas uh, movie. And I'm coming around. Uh, to this, Michaela, I'm coming around to it. You have you have opened my heart to Die Hard being a Christmas movie because I'm looking right now at the song list on this uh, for this film here. And you got some really good stuff, right? Like Assault on the Tower, Attention Police. I had an accident. The battle. What gets more Christmassy than that? I don't know for sure. But let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow uh, is the one we're going with here today by Vaughn Moore. Uh Oh my gosh, I'm still laughing so hard. <laughs> so, so Michaela, uh, Die Hard, uh, questionably a Christmas movie or not. Uh, basically, the next movie that we covered was like Die Hard for kids, basically, right? Yeah. That is Home Alone, Home Alone, episode number 106. Kevin McAllister fighting off bad guys, listen to some jams by John Williams. Yeah, John Williams, gosh, he just doesn't do anything bad. Does he? I mean, nope. you know, he just doesn't. And I, I love this soundtrack. I love that it's so um I don't it's so iconic with this film. And now it's used all over. I remember um my very first time listening to or, or being in San Francisco and I was there for the changeover. I call it the holiday changeover, where it was uh Thanksgiving. And then the next day, everything was Christmassy, like immediately it happened like overnight. It was crazy. And every song was a John Williams song. It was amazing from the soundtrack. It's so good. So if you haven't listened just to the soundtrack of Home Alone, uh, it's worth your time. Um, but my favorite songs uh, from this are kind of a duo. It's Oh Holy Night. And then right after that, it goes right into Carol of the Bells. Um, mm -hmm. The reason why they're my favorites is because of the um, kind of the grandness. It's very cathedral esque and my favorite scene in the entire movie uh, happens during these songs and it is when Kevin McAllister is in church uh kind of trying to make make himself right with the Lord before he goes and like has to deal with all of these wet bandit uh, catastrophe shenanigans and he comes on uh that older gentleman who he was totally afraid of for the beginning of the film and realizes that not only is he a very nice guy, but he has his own uh, Christmas miracle that he needs. And that is for his son and him to mend fences and um, kind of forgive each other so he can spend time with his son and his granddaughter who he's never met. So it, it's really an amazing scene because I believe that um, as much as Kevin McAllister needed help uh, and an adult during this time, really this old man needed an angel to kind of give him the courage to make a phone call and swallow his pride and say, Hey, I miss you. And it's Christmas. And, uh, and I love you. And I just love that scene so much. It's my favorite scene. It's definitely the most adult scene of the whole thing. Um, and it's really where the lesson happens and makes it more than just a Christmas film or a film, uh, that, that is a child's die hard, uh, Brian. <laughs> Uh, I mean, come on, if we're going to say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then this can be the Die Hard for kids for sure. Um, oh, Holy Night and Carol the Bells are two of my favorite uh, Christmas, uh, you know, standards uh, by all accounts. And John Williams versions of them here are excellent. Um, you also definitely would not have been wrong to pick the theme from Home Alone, uh, also known as Somewhere in My Memory. Uh, that is an excellent, excellent song as well. Uh, fun fact, the uh, soundtrack here for Home Alone came out on cassette tape in 1990 and not on CD until 2015. Uh, why the 25-year wait? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely good picks here. Oh, Holy Night and Carol of the Bells from Home Alone. You'll shoot your eye out. You will shoot your eye out. Not if you have an Ovaltine martini, which is what we made when we talked about a Christmas story back in episode 107. Um, Michaela, you had picture six, with, which uh, left me uh, with this one. And this one was the toughest one I had to come up with, I think, for sure. Uh, but for a Christmas story, I picked the song Glorious Beautiful Christmas by Carl Zittrer and Paul Saza. Um, so 
Christmas Story was scored here by Zaza and Carl Zitcher. Um, and the score for the movie is great. Um, but there's not really like any like like Christmas like staples or Christmas like sounding tunes uh, in it too much. Um, and uh, in fact, the score uh, didn't even release on any sort of format until 1999. So like 15 years after the, the movie came out. But the music for the film is really excellent and it definitely like sucks you into like all of those uh little like vignettes uh, that you're getting uh throughout kind of the whole movie is it, it just takes you right back to it when you're listening to it um so listening to the soundtrack i kind of kind of had to pick and choose and i found uh this glorious beautiful christmas song and it's excellent so it starts with like a music box or like a snow globe playing we wish you a merry christmas um and that goes into like a string orchestra and then a full-blown orchestra orchestra um and it sounds just like uh, just like in the movie, just like waking up on uh, Christmas morning and having some cocoa, getting yourself a Red Ryder BB gun. Um, and the end part of the song here, this uh, this uh, beautiful Christmas, I guess, kind of thing. It's it's almost like a like a lullaby, I guess, just like just like comforting you after the after the busyness of Christmas morning. Right. You get up extra early. Uh, you have yourself some coffee or some hot chocolate, and then you have to take a nap from all the excitement. Um, this little lullaby here kind of at the end of this piece uh, is really good for helping you wind down. So I don't know. Glorious, beautiful Christmas. It's a really, really good one. Couldn't have said it better myself. It is a really, really good one. I love that you wake up to Christmas kind of this way where you're, especially as an adult, you're kind of slow to wake up and then the excitement builds and then it becomes this crescendo of like, oh my gosh, Santa came and it's so great. Um, and and then there's a drink in there somewhere. Um, I love that the kind of the end when Ralphie has gotten his BB gun and he's sleeping with it at night and he's so happy. Uh, it's just kind of, brings this all kind of round uh, and home for, for me. And it's, it's lovely. Um, I couldn't have said it any better myself. I hope everybody enjoys um, this song. So Brian, um, we have one more movie uh, to talk about one more soundtrack pick mm -hmm. from, from, mm -hmm. from yourself. Um, this is for your beautiful bride who has, Without a doubt, every Christmas we ask her, what is your favorite Christmas movie? And she says, The Muppets Christmas Carol every time. I love mm -hmm. it. I love I love that she knows herself. It doesn't change. Because you know, sometimes people have multiple favorites, but not, but not your bride. She nope. knows exactly, <laughs> she knows what she's about, son. <laughs> she has she has one favorite it is the muppet christmas carol i fall somewhere uh further down the list i think uh for sure and yeah we did talk about this back in episode 108 we made a naughty or nice cocktail um and got into the story here of scrooge we've done uh kind of three versions of a christmas carol if you think about it uh, michaela this one maybe is the most fun and yeah i definitely watch this uh christmas time i do it every year and uh, when i put it on this year i uh, my wife said something like uh you brought out brought out the big guns uh when i put it on or something like that so uh yeah she definitely definitely into it and something i'm into here from the soundtrack is one more sleep till christmas sang by none other than kermit the frog um technically this is coming out on christmas day so there's no more sleeps until christmas but who doesn't love some christmas tunes by kermit uh, you know, kind of in any Muppet show or epic Muppet movie, uh, get Kermit in there and you're good to go. Uh, the world is at her best, you know, when people love and care and true story Kermit. Uh, this song is written by Paul Williams, and the the tune kind of gets us started into this world of the of the Muppets, right? It's uh, giving you this feeling of hope and joyous loving uh, of Christmas here for the Muppets, and you know, despite despite that dastardly uh, one that we call Scrooge, and I. I really like the song, Michaela. I really like in the movie, Muppet Christmas Carol, there's like the scat version of it that uh, Kermit and his little uh, Bob Cratchit there, I think it's actually like his nephew, uh, Frog, they're playing Bob Cratchit or playing uh, Tiny Tim uh, in the movie. They do that and Kermit's like, do, 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 kind of through it. It's uh, really fun. So this is one of the really good ones. The soundtrack itself uh, was really good. It peaked at 189th place on the US Billboard charts and had a digital re-release in 1989. So uh, one more sleep till Christmas or 364 more sleeps till Christmas, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a good one. Um, I love that you picked this from Kerm from a Kermit the Frog perspective because anything he does is just so like calming and sweet. And I do love the scat version of him where he's he's playing Bob Cratchit and it's kind of this 
different take on it, but I love the idea of even as an adult, we were counting how many sleeps till Christmas. And I don't know if it's because we have our now adult advent calendars with that, with booze in them, or if it's, if it's just that the kids in us, but I still say it's like how many sleeps till Christmas um, once we get into December. And it's that like anticipation and like putting everything together and like, I don't know, like the, the, the getting, getting ready for all the love you're going to have and share on that day is really sweet. And who says that better than Kermit? I don't know. I don't know if anybody says it better than he does. That's right. Kermit is there to tell it like it is. Um, and that's, uh, that's exactly what you get here on one more sleep till Christmas by Kermit the frog from Muppets Christmas Carol. All right, Michaela. So that is going to conclude our Christmas uh, playlist here. Uh, we went through the first kind of three Christmases we've done. You know, we've done a couple more Christmas movies here uh, just recently, the last couple of weeks, uh, getting into the into the spirit. But like I said, it was a special occasion. This fell on Christmas Day itself, and we wanted to do something a little bit different and a little bit fun. And hopefully uh, everyone out there listening uh, found it enjoyable. Did, did you have a good time uh, coming back, doing a little bit more drink the music stuff, incorporating the drink the movies and the drink the music? all the things how do you like our yes. playlist how did we do i think we did really well i'm super excited and i know because i'm doing it ahead of time i know that i will be playing this uh, at christmas dinner um i know that i will be doing this when we're i'm going to be playing this playlist on spotify when i do our cookie extravaganza that we're going to be doing that's kind of a, a family tradition i'm super excited um this is some new stuff that i hadn't really thought of before of putting together in a playlist i know you're not really a, a playlist kind of person you much prefer to listen to uh kind of uh, albums of their own but this is kind of an album that we made we made it on our own it's pretty cool <laughs> We did. And even even really like uh, the best of your Christmas albums, by and large, are going to be some sort of playlist of, uh, you know, different Christmas uh, staples and new classics and old classics kind of put together, you know, uh, by a different uh, uh, artist or some sort of compilation there. So, yeah, this was this was fun to do. And it was fun to to go in and talk a little bit about our, you know, kind of own Christmas uh, kind of things that we do and drinks that we have and uh, ways that we go through and pick these songs and, you know, go back to revisit all of these uh, memories we had making those first 12 kind of episodes through the first couple of years of Drink the Movies there. So, uh, yeah, definitely let us know what you think and check out on uh, Spotify. We'll have a link down in the show notes there to an actual just playlist of the song. And if you listen on Spotify, hopefully you're able to kind of hear the songs. I'm uh, going to be trying to get those inserted there. I don't know how that's going to work uh, elsewhere, but hopefully uh, you've enjoyed us talking about these Christmas tunes. So uh, with that, Michaela, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's uh, very extended, very extra special version of the Lobby Bar. So thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. Uh, we definitely appreciate all of your support and we appreciate the support of our patrons over on Patreon. Uh, drink the movies couldn't be what it is without their supports and everyone out there uh, who's listening and liking and commenting on all of our stuff it's been an, an amazing year we'll be back kind of next week with our uh, year-end recap uh, kind of special uh, to see what we thought of 2023 in terms of movies and music and all the things so uh, I don't know Michaela do you have any parting thoughts here to wish us well on Christmas Day before we sign off uh, and that, go take a nap I'm gonna go take a nap for sure <laughs> um no i guess just put a little love in your hearts because it's gonna be snowy and we're gonna let it snow on this holy night listening to carol of the bells it's glorious beautiful christmas and we can all believe it's pretty good well, right? very well done well done yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely great so i tried uh so, yeah. So thank you so much. Um, uh, like I said, for all of your support uh, through the year, hopefully you have a safe and happy holidays, however you are celebrating and whoever you're celebrating them with. Uh, have a great time. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you uh, follow us on our social medias. Let us know what you got up to uh, for your own holidays. If you made anything special to drink or saw any good movies, let us know. It's at Drink the Movies on Instagram and X and Threads and Blue Sky and Facebook.com slash Drink the Movies. Uh, go to our website, www.drinkthemovies.com. That's where you can get episodes recaps cocktail recipes all that good stuff go check that out make sure you are liked and subscribed on all of your podcast players michaela where can they find us 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, anywhere where Spotify podcasts are distributed and supported. Whatever you're listening to now, there is a subscribe button. Press that button and we'll see you next time. That's right. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, happy holidays. Enjoy the music. And we'll talk to you next time on Drink, Drink the, the Movies. movies. Put a little love in your heart. <laughs>